Hello and welcome to Business at Bedtime, your evening dose of inspiration across all areas of business, taken from some of the best books out there. Tonight is no exception. This comes from The Art of the Click, How to Harness the Power of Direct Response Copywriting and Make More Sales by Glenn Fisher. The chapter is called Understanding Your Audience and this reading is entitled The Myth of Knowing Your Audience and it starts with a quote from Martin Scorsese, when I'm making a film, I'm in the audience. Know your audience, they say. As far as a piece of advice goes, know your audience is as useless as it is meaningless. And really, it's a massive misconception. Think about it. When most people say know your audience, what do they mean? Take my friend T's somewhat uh, blue best man speech at a wedding I went to many years ago. In my opinion, as a member of the wedding's audience, best man's speeches are supposed to be a bit blue. Yes, they need to congratulate the bride and groom, but I think they're meant to be a bit risky too. It's tradition to reveal the odd rude story from the groom's past. I thought tea speech was funny, as did many others there. Some less so though. How come? The trouble is, at a wedding you get all sorts of people. Old and young, the thick-skinned, the easily offended, the humorous and the humorless. And it's not just weddings. This is universal. It's the same for any occasion where you're required to communicate to more than one person. Let's say you're at a gardening event doing a talk about irrigation. Know your audience, they say. Okay then, your audience is 200 gardeners. Sorted. You know that all gardeners are exactly the same, right? If you're into gardening, you must be a certain age, have specific extra gardening uh, interests, Enjoy specific days out and find only certain types of jokes amusing. In other words, all 200 people, because they're into gardening, must be exactly the same. Of course not. Everyone's different. What about this book? You're reading this now. So that must mean you're exactly the same as Keith, who's reading this on his lunch hour in a quiet office in Basingstoke, right? You both like the same television programmes, the same comedians, the same music, don't you? Do you, heck? You're an individual. You have your own interests, your own nuances that define who you are. Old Keith out there in his quiet Basingstoke office, he has his own interests and nuances too. But what if you and Keith were both gardeners? What if you had to sit through a dull speech about irrigation? You want it to be jazzed up a bit, right? Problem is, Keith doesn't. He likes irrigation talks boring and bland. You can see the problem. The fact is, to successfully communicate to large, varied audiences, whether speaking or writing... It's no good and impossible to know your audience as a single entity. If you try to cater for everyone, your communication will be dull and any ideas you're trying to communicate will likely be forgotten pretty darn quickly. But there are some things you can do to help. Four tips for speaking to an audience. One, speak to a single person. Don't try to talk to your entire audience in one go. Always speak to a single person. Some people will tell you to come up with a backstory of a specific person, who they are, what they do, what they want from life and so on. Here's a better way around that. Why invent someone? There's no need. Picture the person you're talking to as one of your actual friends. Sometimes your real friends disagree with you too. But do you change the way you speak to them? No. Because communicating with a friend is always genuine. Speaking to a large audience or speaking to a large audience should be the same and being genuine. You should remember, too, the idea above all else. 
The idea you're communicating is always the most important aspect. Some people might disagree with your idea, others might wholeheartedly agree, but you should never let the possible perception of the idea sway your communication of it. You must be honest to the idea. If you believe in what you're saying, you'll be able to reasonably argue with anyone who disagree with it. At the same time, three, avoid causing needless offence. You shouldn't be bland, but neither should you use language or stories that are needlessly offensive. Swearing, for example, is known to upset a lot of people whilst doing little to enhance an argument or idea. Remember the idea above all else. Though you might swear a lot normally when communicating to a large audience, it is, is it worth the risk? You'll soon see it's not. And finally, four, be yourself. People try to complicate things. They think that if you're talking or writing to a load of people, you need to affect some kind of professional delivery. Come off it. If you were telling your partner you loved them, would you adopt an increased professionalism? May I be so bold as to declare my affections for you? Or, your appearance today is of an excellent standard. I don't think so. Does talking like that make your idea any more effective? No. In fact, it makes it less effective. I love you. And you look gorgeous, are both much more natural and will be more effective. Remember to always talk or write how you normally would in a normal situation and you'll find that you're able to communicate your ideas a lot more genuinely and effectively. Thanks for listening. Good night.